Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi there, it's Shannon. I just wanted to let you know that you are going to hear me repeatedly say that this is the fifth episode of Ryan Chamberlain, and it's not. It's the fourth. You did not miss an episode. I just can't count. So enjoy the fourth episode of the Ryan Chamberlain character background. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411 Part 5. Of Ryan Chamberlain. I I did not think it was going to take this long. I love it. I just love it. This week we are getting into, so there wasn't really anything for us to recap because, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, nothing to recap because it was all basic regular information. I did go back. I was trying to look in Robin's diary because whenever you look on the fandom page, it says he's mentioned... Ryan is mentioned in Robin's diary, but I just flipped through like where it would have been mentioned. And she talks about Felicia and Max wedding getting messed up, but she doesn't say why she's so it's referenced that they didn't get married married, that Jenny and Paul did, but it seems like this is all her perspective on what's going on with her and um, stone. So, okay. Yeah. If there is more in it, I didn't, I feel like we've covered plenty from the nineties, but yes, I was trying to see if she had some like, Oh my gosh, this is so crazy. Right. And I did not see that. It's all about her stone, which is what a girl's diary should all be about. Not I'm surprised crazy though, because she knew all that stuff. So it's not like she was yeah sheltered from it, but nope. she's in on her own, okay. own thing. So we're getting started in 2018, which is when 
this is when Amanda and I first would have seen, would have remembered seeing. Because you said that you, you watched a lot. I watched in the 90s when he was in it, but he wasn't my moon, my moon, my main focus. Um, okay. <laughs> he wasn't my main focus because that was Karen Jaggers. Karen Jaggers. Yeah. Robin, yeah. So I remembered seeing him and like, when I was watching the YouTube videos, Felicia was doing flashbacks mm. to the 90s in the 2000s. And I was like, oh, I did see that. I did see that. So I remembered it, but it didn't make the impression that the 2018 time did. Okay. So our good friend Curly Q Girl does not give the breakdown into the 2000s. So I had to go to the Soap Central breakdown. Your choices there are a weekly recap. Mm-hmm. which is like one or two lines or a super in-depth daily recap that is like paragraphs and paragraphs. So I did the first couple in like the paragraph paragraphs to kind of rejog our memory of how Kevin popped back up again. But then I just went to the regular like blips about it because I watched all 300 some videos of Ryan. I had my Ryan telling me to pause it because he wanted to see what happened next. Oh, that's so funny. And I've thought about that. I'm like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, I'm researching Ryan. And he's kept, like, what? I kept teasing him. Um, cause I talk about sometimes our life is boring as everyday life is. And so I said to him this weekend, do you have an evil twin brother that's going to come back? Because that would make life so much more interesting. I would take boring any day right now. Uh, uh, no, yeah. I, don't, I don't like boring, but okay, swap I, don't know that swap I, swap I don't know that I quite need a um, psychopath in my life. No. Again. <laughs> but um, but it would have been nice. But yes, so, so I, I told Amanda, I was like, I'm taking a break on research. So and welcome so she to has, the Amanda show. <laughs> she has done. Well, don't say that because I've never said you can it's been welcome, the Shannon show. Welcome to the Shannon show. I think you guys can tell. I just think it's funny that you're days. like, this is how it's broken down. I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't, I guess I didn't. That's how I've been doing it. Yeah. I, uh-huh. I, I didn't think about one to the other. I mm-hmm. thought one. Or the other, Mm-mm. it was difficult to transition mm-hmm. when you get used to whatever. So yeah, so curly Q-, Q girl cuts off at 1996 because that's when soapcentral.com starts. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, okay, because she has updated in the current year what the dates are and everything, mm-hmm. and it says recap. But when you click on it, it but is it's not a recap of the days. It's just what the dates were or whatever, which is all fine because I'm yeah. totally grateful for whatever information I have. But just in case. As you're listening, you're like, wait, this is way more in-depth or not as in-depth. Most of it's going to be my, oh my gosh, this is what happened <laughs> instead of the write-ups. So. All good. Yes. So Friday. And for once, I didn't watch anything either because <laughs> but it'll I don't think I even mind. watched, other than watching this week's episodes, I really don't think I even. I think it'll jog, jog okay. your memory as you're watching it. So Friday, August 10th, an orderly at Ferncliff informed Kevin that the mystery patient hadn't made a sound that morning thanks to the new drugs. He instructed the orderly to administer another drug to bring him out of his haze. He promised to be back later to chat with the patient. Kevin left and the orderly entered the padded cell. He told the unconscious, straight-jacketed, clad man that he was getting new meds on doctor's orders. So... This is Carly <gasps> Carly Yes, that's right. Yes, 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 yes. So, yes, yes, yes. see, I told oh. you. I told you it's all going to come back to you. So Carly had thought that Kevin was her neighbor at Ferncliff, 
she assumed the drugs Mary Pat gave her caused the confusion. And then at Ferncliff, Kevin entered the mystery patient's padded room and put a hand on the man's shoulder. The man turned and an identical face to Kevin's was revealed. Hello again, brother, Kevin said. And everyone I feel like is like, why? Why is Kevin having Ryan still be alive? Yeah, fair enough. That was like, not okay. So August 23rd. But Kevin's also not going to kill his brother. True. But he wants to study him. But this is different. Like as we get into the storyline, where we are now, we knew that Kevin was somewhere. We didn't have a body. At this point in time, the whole world thought that Ryan was was dead dead because he got killed in the fire. So I feel like that's where Kevin's a little cray. That he went through all this by himself, but obviously not because he has him committed in a a facility. But he's in the facility under a different name and no one else is allowed to mess with him except for the one nurse that administers his meds. Mary Pat. Mary Pat. I remember her. Someone else. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I remember her. So like we talked about before with the switcheroo, Ryan is a genius and starts already on August 23rd. Help me please. Kevin mysteries look like patient yells. And an orderly named Gordon enters the patient's room. The patient insists that there was a very dangerous man loose in Port Charles. He continued that he was a prisoner, not a patient, and that the other man was out there free to destroy everyone he loved. He apologized for putting that on the orderly who didn't know what to do. And Gordon offered to help and got the patient a drink of water. So Gordon is like, dude, I can't let you out of here because you're just saying that you're not supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. But... Ryan is a genius, and as he's retightening the straitjacket, he's caught up in the conversation, so he doesn't latch the straitjacket as tight on the top part as he should. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm not going to, like I said, read all of it, all of it, because it goes to whatever. So, Oh, but you have to read the line before that. Because I remember that. When Kevin, okay, so Kevin went in the room and held up a candle that had a, held up a cupcake that had a candle in it and lit the candle and said, happy birthday, brother, make a wish. I remember that. Do you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And then as you get into Cause it. Cause I was like, what? He has a brother? Right. I mean, I think that I, I think I knew he well, had I a brother. I that you knew that once you saw that they were looked exactly well, alike. No, I mean, even from the 2018, so almost, oh my gosh, that still would have been don't. over. <laughs> If you're just going to make yourself mad, don't the do that. The decades that I had been watching, I did know that, but yes. Okay. So then on August 28th, Maxie, Felicia, and James encounter Lulu at the park. Lulu announces that she has to warn them about a feature that would be appearing in the paper on the 25th anniversary of the Ryan Chamberlain murders. Felicia couldn't believe it had been so long, and Maxie recalled the nice man she'd met in Texas. <gasps> Lula stated that the invader had jumped at the chance, as had other papers, because a person who lived in Port Charles who had seen Chamberlain murder someone, which obviously was Felicia, and then Maxie hoped that it hadn't been Lulu who had suggested the article. So this is when Lulu was pretending to be a... (laughs) She wasn't pretending. She just somehow wound up being a journalist because she wrote an excellent expose on cheese. Uh Uh-huh. Well, this starts out, Lulu assured Felicia and Maxie that she had told Peter she wanted nothing to do with the article, but that she had wanted to prepare them. And Felicia vowed not to cooperate. She shared how she hadn't recognized Ryan when he'd arrived in town because she had been Mm -hmm. drugged, like we said. And that even though she had seen him murder his wife, she blocked it out and thankfully was not remembering anything 
because Mac had saved her and she just wasn't dealing with any of it. So you got to see like baby James in his, um, yeah, because he's only a few months old at that point, like walking around and it's so cute or whatever. So they then wouldn't have been walking around, he was just no, they were walking around around with him in his car seat thingy. Um, so they're talking about all the stuff that we just talked about discussing his kidnapping of Georgie and Felicia noted that Ryan had been beyond redemption and Maxie added that Kevin had to watch his brother die and Felicia had a bunch of uh, flashbacks which were really good you should go back and well, watch and that's them the thing like when I was watching this for the first time I mean of course you're hearing this stuff but like I okay I should when I I will go back at some point and watch this 2018 because now watching it through the eyes of having now dug so deep into the original you know right listening to felicia talk about it that i don't remember because i just feel like at that time when i watched it it was a story that felicia was telling right right you know exactly. not oh that's mm-hmm. right you know okay so then shortly after shortly after what the shortly patient... after we saw felicia and them talking oh okay, okay. changed okay. over shortly after the patient received a visitor i hear you've been quite busy today and it's not even 10 a.m the visitor said Nice to see you too, Kevin, the patient replied. You're claiming that you're me again, Kevin declared. Can't blame me for trying, Ryan responded. See, and like, I didn't, we didn't know the first time we watched this, that that was something that he had already done. Right. Kevin told Ryan that he was not a hostage and he still believed that Ryan could be redeemed. Nope. Kevin. (laughs) Sweet, sweet Kevin. Only he only wanted to help his brother, Kevin said. Ryan asked if Kevin had succeeded in helping him. Ryan believed that the only way to test it would be for him to be let out into the inside outside world. Kevin replied that he couldn't release Ryan, but he was offering him closure. Ryan thought that Kevin was wasting his time, and he told Kevin to say hello to Felicia for him. Mm-mm. Kevin was distracted by a text message from Laura. Ox, oh, this is probably when they were first starting dating, wasn't it? No, they were already married. They were already married? Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, they've been together a long time. They have. I know. That is what I realized as I was going through all of this stuff. Like, people have been around a lot longer than we realized that they've been around. Luke left in 15 because Kevin helped her during that time. So, yeah, they've they've been together for like seven years. They were wow. married. Yep. Ryan quickly freed himself from his restraints and clobbered Kevin, who fell to the ground. Mm-hmm. Both men fell and they wrestled and Ryan had the upper hand. He rendered Kevin unconscious and placed the straitjacket on him instead, him being Kevin. Right. Ryan chuckled. He couldn't believe that he had done it again and chastised Kevin for being too trusting. I understand that, Kevin. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> I've never had anyone lock me in a straitjacket. No? But Ryan chuckled. He couldn't believe that he had done it again and chastised Kevin for being too trusting. It's almost over, Ryan said. As Kevin slept, because didn't he inject him with something? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he injected him with a thing that Kevin was coming in to inject him with. Yep. yep. Ryan extolled at the the joys of Ferncliff and made sure that the straitjacket was secured fast, securely fastened. He announced that he would take care of Kevin's patients who wouldn't notice anything until they do, Ryan adds. Just then, Gordon the orderly arrived and called out to Dr. Collins. That's my name, Ryan says. Ryan praised Gordon, but advised him that while the staff had been changed, the patients were the same dangerous patients that they had been before. So this was when, um, because Carly had been treated so badly by Mary Pat Mm -hmm. that Laura and everyone was investigating Mm -hmm. Ferncliff. So they had a complete overhaul of the staff Mm -hmm. and only certain members were allowed to stay. 
And so that's why he's saying like, although it's new staff, the patients are still crazy. Yeah. The two men walked out of the cell as Ryan assured Gordon that the patient they had just left was exceptionally dangerous and not afraid of anything. Ryan called him a master manipulator who would trap and kill his prey without mercy as he had done to another staff member elsewhere. Ryan continued that he only wanted the staff to remain vigilant and safe. He added that it all rested on Gordon's shoulders and he shouldn't listen to anything the patient said. He stressed that the patient's straitjacket needed to be tight. So then Kevin wakes up and he's like, wait a minute, how am I in this straitjacket? Why am I here? And Gordon shows up and he's like, hey, Gordon, listen, it's really not Ryan. It's Kevin. Come on. Can you help me out? And he's like, no, no, your doctor already told me that you're crazy. I cannot listen to you. So then um, in Kevin's office, Ryan listens to recordings and practices sounding like Kevin as he looks at pictures of Felicia on the computer, which was like super creepy. That is probably so easy to do now, considering that people upload videos of themselves mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So all he has to do is pay attention to the cadence of his, oh, wow. Yep. Phone rang and he answered We're it. ending the podcast. I don't want anyone interpreting. <laughs> right. Ew, someone can take our podcast and splice it together and make us say crazy things. Yes. Oh. I feel like we say enough crazy things they don't need to squeeze it together. I don't like that. (laughs) So the phone rang and he answered it. It was Laura. She apologized for not calling. Or I'm sorry, he apologized for not calling. He took Kevin's cell phone out of his pocket and saw that there was four missed calls and four voicemails from Laura. Laura is over in Paris taking care of Spencer, Mm -hmm. who has had the broken broken legs legs from the ski trip. Yep. Yep. And was like eight. Yes. Well, he was like 12. He was more like 12. Because mm, they just aged him up. He would have been younger because that was four years ago. So, yeah, maybe ish. He, he okay. looks 12 whenever they show him. So then Ryan looks up Laura and her family and there's a knock on the door and it's Lulu wanting a word with him. And he recognizes her from the pictures on his screen. So he's like, hey, Lulu, what's up? And she wants to talk to him all about Ryan and this 25th anniversary um, thing that's coming out, paper article that's coming out. And she thinks... Did you just say a paper article? Paper article. <laughs> <laughs> paper article. Right. I did. They did not put it online. <laughs> they didn't. They put it. It was actually in print. I'm sure it was online also. I'm sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> she asked him uh, all about Ryan. And she was thinking that he was going to be like, no, we're not mm-hmm. doing this. I don't want to talk about it. And he's like, Ryan is never far from my mind. Of course, we can have a conversation. So then he calls somebody and you don't know who he calls at first. And it's Lucy, which is like so good to see her with him because she's all, hi, doc. How are you, doc? What's up, doc? What's up, doc? (laughs) 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 And um, they meet for drinks and Lucy is not very good at respecting their marriage, Laura's marriage to him. No. Because she's like, oh, Laura's still not home. That's a shame. She's not taking care of you. Yes. 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 And it's not very nice. I remember. Yeah. Okay. See, I told you as we read it, you would remember it. And she's like, oh, she abandoned you. And like, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that so when she sat on Santa's lap last year, thinking it was Kevin, that's the second time that she's, mm-hmm. which is just so weird because you, it's not like you see Lucy, or had seen Lucy, 
interested in him or, you know, right. like things like that. Right. At this point in time, you still know that she was interested. Like she still had fantasies of them being together. Nowadays, that is not a thing. So it was nope. weird for her. I to don't know. On At Christmas. I mean, Martin has totally taken over that. But... Right. Okay. Um, so Franco is seeing Kevin for help with all of his stuff. So he says to Kevin. This is before the tumor? No, after okay. the tumor. He's okay. with Elizabeth already. Okay. Oh, oh. Right? Oh. I know. I'm telling you, the timelines do not work the way we they do in our head. Wow. Yes. Okay. So. COVID really messed up a lot of timelines. I know. Okay. I know. Um, Ryan wondered if they had an appointment, but Franco reminded Kevin that he'd said to drop by whenever Franco wondered if he would ever have a place with Elizabeth and her family when his history would ever stop looming over him. Never. Ryan said with a chuckle, shocking Franco, who are you? And what have you done with Kevin? Franco cracked, prompting Ryan to apologize if he had been inappropriate. Ryan assured Franco that while his past would always be with him, you will find a way to channel your history towards a productive future. Franco felt that Kevin had led him to believe that sharing his feelings with Elizabeth would help. Franco thanked Kevin, who promised to see Franco soon, and Franco left. So then he gets out Franco's file and is like, who is this crazy person that I was talking to? Because I had no he idea. Didn't even read it first. Nope. <sighs> so then... The- the dinner reservation is made and they go oh, to yeah! <laughs> go to the um outback. Yeah. Not outback. Floating rib. Yeah. For some drinks. And he comes out of the bathroom and he sees Ava sitting at the bar mm-hmm. that he doesn't see. She has like a coat on, so her hair's like tucked in or whatever. <gasps> and he, he walks it's Felicia. Yes. He walks up to her and he's like beautiful as ever and she turns around and is like what who are you and frank is there and he's like oh this is my shrink i don't know why he's hitting on you when his <laughs> wife is in paris but okay right and um then he goes and sits down with lucy and mac and felicia and felicia starts talking about baby james and he doesn't know who baby james is and Lucy is like, oh, my gosh, you must be sick here. Let me bring you some soup. And so he goes home. I have never forgotten mm-hmm. a baby with a cold. Right. When I've had a cold. Right, like, right, right. He did do a good job of turning it around. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry. It just, like, slipped my mind. And then Felicia says something else about her grandchildren. And he's like, James, right? And they're all like, ha, 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 it's so funny. And you're like, oh, God. Oh, jeez. So they go home. Well, he goes home. And then. He's home and he's planning on killing Lucy. He has some phone cord in his hand and Laura comes home unexpectedly and Mm -hmm. is like, hey, what you doing with this phone cord? And he's like, oh, I was trying to set up the internet in my office. And she's like, oh, okay. And then Lucy comes to the door and Laura's like, "Mm -hmm, I can take care of my husband. You can stop trying to be so whatever. Yeah. So then Ryan acts like he is very sick because he's trying not to hook up with Laura because he assumes that she will see it. And she's like, hey, I've been gone for a few months here. Yes. Yes, exactly. She's like, what is wrong with you? I thought that we were going to have some time. And then that's whenever Spencer shows up. And that's how I know how old Spencer Mm -hmm. was is he magically shows up and she just uses it. Ryan uses it as even more of a reason to be like, you need to spend time with mm-hmm. your grandson. I'm going to give you some time. Blah, blah, blah. Kids go to bed, dude. And 
whatever. Sorry. No, he, he's avoiding That's how you me. have more than one. Like all of October and stuff, he's avoiding me. That's how you have more than one. Thank you. So much. So, so then I'm into the weekly recaps. I'm going to let you read some and I'll just interject. Unless you have more gems. Like that's how you get more than one. <laughs> so Ryan starts having fantasies about killing Laura and Laura decides to throw her hat in the ring by running for mayor as a write-in candidate. Now you see in my head I feel like she's been mayor longer than this than 2018? Oh, I mean that's only 4 years. See, I felt like it was newer. But, but I I I don't know. I don't know why I felt like she was mayor, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> mayor of where? <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't mayor of Port Charles. Where no, I didn't say of where. I said whatever. <laughs> okay. But okay. <laughs> Laura and Carly teamed up to work on cleaning up Ferncliff. Carly had an, had an encounter with Mary Pat, and Franco was concerned to learn that Kevin had been encouraging Ava's worst impulses. So Kiki and Griffin mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. together, and Ava is very angry. Yep. And she comes to Kevin, and she's like, tell me that I'm wrong. I know I should feel bad, but I want to hurt them as bad as they're hurting mm-hmm. me. And instead of talking her through it, Kevin coaches like, her. What exactly would you like to do to your daughter? Mm-hmm. And she does say kill her, but not actually kill her. Right. Like she does make that distinction of, I wish I could hurt her to that point, but mm-hmm. I obviously would not kill my daughter. Yes. So then Mary Pat blackmailed, quote, Kevin shortly before her head turned up in the Floating in a barrel filled with apples. And I remember this because Carly was dunking. Yeah, that was freaky. It was freaky. Yeah, because she was like, I'll go. Yes, they were selling chances to win gift cards or something. Yeah. And so she was like, I'll buy a chance and paid her money. And then she's all ready to go. And thank goodness she hadn't put her head in, though. She even, like, tied her hair back. Yeah. She was ready. Yeah. So keep in mind, if there's a head, there's a whole other section missing and that was discovered in the gallery of ava's art gallery and ryan tried to point the finger of suspicion in carly's direction which doesn't make sense because why would somebody well i guess it would actually make sense because she would have been prepared to see that carly mary pat was the one that had done all the horrible things i'm saying but like like if you think like, but then why would Carly have been the one to go bobbing for right, apples? Right, right. Well, because she would have been prepared for in, that. So the body was in Ava's gallery with a jack o' lantern on it because mm-hmm. this is obviously October. And when they obviously um, that's the only time you th- find. Oh, I guess that is the jack o' lanterns. Do you put jack? I didn't now? say jack o' lanterns yet. I I just said jack o' lanterns. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, where did I? It's the end of October. Gotcha. That's why they were doing bobbing for apples and whatever at the harvest party. And then at the gallery, she had a jack-o'-lantern on the body's head. In Mary Pat's hand was blonde hair. Uh, and that's why he's making the connection that it was probably Carly angry with her because uh, of all the things she had done. And then Laura was shocked when Kevin told her that his feelings had changed and he wanted to end their marriage. Poor, poor, whoa, poor, poor Laura. And then Ryan actually had a hit list in a box filled with each of his victims' identification badges. Jordan and Chase asked Franco for insight into the mind of Mary Pat's killer. Franco warned that the killer would not stop and then advised Jordan to talk to Kevin. 
Ryan was disappointed when Ava expressed her disgust at the finding of the headless corpse in her gallery. Because I guess he thought, like, he was like a cat bringing the owner a treat. <laughs> Here's a treat, you know? Oh, yeah. DNA tests revealed uh, that the blonde strands of her hair, of the hair found clutched in Mary Pat's hand belonged to Carly. Sorry, I got ahead there. Nope, that's okay. And then Ava was flattered when, we're just going to say Ryan. Mm-hmm. At this point, we all know that Ryan is pretending to be Kevin. Ava was flattered when Ryan told her that he couldn't treat her as a patient because he had romantic feelings for her. And Laura was shocked when she caught Ryan kissing Ava. Curtis and Jordan had a honeymoon and it was cut short. Oh, that wasn't even a honeymoon. That was their wedding night that they went to go to the stateroom. Right. The reception was at the The Haunted Haunted Star. Star. And they went to go to the stateroom and found Kiki's murdered body in their room aboard the Haunted Star. And Ryan had planted evidence to make it appear that Griffin had stabbed Kiki to death. Mara West was robbed. Yes. I don't care what anyone else did that year. Yep. The, the scene. The scene with Ava over Kiki. Oh. Yes. Yes. They brought her in. So her and Kevin, who she thinks is Kevin, obviously, are at her house hooking up. And then Griffin comes pounding on the door. And so she opens the door and she's like, Griffin, what do you want? I know you're so angry with me and Kiki's never going to forgive me and blah, blah, blah. But eventually she's going to see that you're a cheater and a liar because she had drugged Sasha to make it look like Sasha and Griffin had hooked up and then Kiki had found them. And so she thought they were still mad about all that. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Yes, when they thought that Sasha and Kiki were half sisters. Yes. Sisters. So yes. Um, she's like, I know you're just me mad and that's whatever, blah, blah, blah. But someday Kiki and I will reconcile and it'll be okay. You just need to leave me alone. And he's like, no, something terrible happened. You have to go. Kiki is dead. And so she gets there and the whole time that she's unzipping the body bag, she's like, this is not Kiki. This is not Kiki. And then she opens it up and she just screams and yells over that body. It gives me goosebumps thinking about it. It was so good. It's one of those moments that's, yeah. Yeah. She was, you just remember it was, Mm -hmm. mm, you felt her pain. So, oh my gosh. Like I can still hear her voice. Oh, so good. Okay. So good of a horrible thing. Sorry. (laughs) Um, and then Laura was heartbroken when she realized that Kevin Ryan, whatever had moved on with Ava and Ava had the interlude and it was like Amanda just said, yes, interrupted because of griffin showing up and then jordan questioned ava but ryan kevin (laughs) provided ava with an alibi for the time of kiki's murder chase realized that a serial killer might be responsible for both mary pat and kiki's murders um fun fact they're actually not a serial killer until there's three oh okay so a little premature there chase but all right chase was thinking that it was a serial killer copycat because both IDs were stolen and that both were cut with a very surgical cutting. So it had to be the same person. I guess he wasn't aware he had to have three, but I also didn't realize it's not like a have to, it's just typically yeah. there's three before they're serial. Didn't realize that we've had chased this long. Yeah. And he was not as oblivious back in 2018 as he is right now. No, no, we're just, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dumbing everybody down. I don't like it. And Laura feared that there was something wrong with Kevin when he handed her divorce papers. Mm-hmm. Typically, that's not a sign that things are 
fine. Uh, friends and family gathered to say goodbye to Kiki, and Ava leaned on Kevin Ryan at the funeral. Laura was certain that Kevin had suffered a mental breakdown, and he realized that there might be a way to Kevin realized there might be a way to expose Ryan, and Ryan claimed another victim. So Kevin, actual Kevin. Ryan is going and visiting Kevin in the mm-hmm. Ferncliff and kind of bragging about, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And Kevin's like, don't touch Laura, leave these people alone, like blah, 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 blah. And so Kevin starts realizing that if he says certain things, that Ryan may go back and turn around. Yes, and, and say the same say thing. The same thing. So I feel like they're a little premature in this because I feel like it wasn't for a couple more weeks still. But what they're alluding to is when Ryan says, I filed for divorce, it's all going to be done and over with. I'm moved on. Kevin says, make sure that you get everything. Or Kevin says, so you're just going to um leave the marriage that I wanted and take all my money. And Ryan's like, what are you talking about money? And he's like, oh, I'm sure you know about the prenup. And so Kevin... Mm. Ryan being Kevin goes back and is like, Hey, I want my money from the prenup. I want my money from the prenup, but he keeps saying it to Alexis mm-hmm. and Alexis doesn't have time. Well, Laura and her keep missing each other. So it doesn't get said to Laura yet. He's just waiting. He thinks that Laura is stalling the divorce to not have to pay off the prenup agreement. Interesting. Yes. And then Ryan claimed another victim is the guy that was doing the expose on the <gasps> that's right the producer producer yes. guy yes because that's one that they tried to pin on franco right because mm-hmm. wasn't that yeah well they hadn't tried to pin that on franco yet okay and then lulu advised ava to keep a close eye on kevin because he had a dark past and a history of a mental breakdown she told him this would be like ryan or kevin history not ryan which is why we didn't get into it but that after Ryan had died, Kevin thought that he was Ryan and was acting all crazy and whatever because he thought that that's who he was. So she's like, yeah, you better watch out or else Kevin will be acting like Ryan to you. Wow. And then Jordan suspected that there was a link between the serial killer stalking Port Charles and Ryan Chamberlain. At this point with the producer, we are now a serial killer status. Congratulations. (laughs) Then the beginning of January 2018, Laura was elected mayor of Port Charles. Jordan reached out to Tiffany Hill and Sean Donnelly for insight about Ryan Chamberlain's murder. (gasps) But when she called, Tiffany had to say that Sean was suffering from some dementia and did not remember what was going on. So it was a dead end. It made me sad, but I was happy that they remembered to contact him. And so then Mac confided to Ryan that Jordan and Curtis had discovered that both the serial killers, Luce and Port Charles, and Ryan had taken the victim's driver's license as mementos. Franco was stunned when Kevin Ryan decided to stop seeing him as a patient, and Kevin Ryan suggested that he and Ava leave town for good. Franco really was upset because he Mm -hmm. was like, you exposed all this past trauma in me mm-hmm. and now you're like no nope, i re- yeah we can't can't work together anymore and he was very very devastated and then kevin asked ava to leave port charles with him and start over somewhere else but ava refused to leave avery behind ryan set his deadly sights on sunny and carly 
Ryan changed plans when Lulu called asking him about a list of Ryan's victims that Laura had mentioned. <gasps> Ryan stopped by Lulu's office. Yes. So Ryan's there keeping, was eight, right? Ryan. Sorry. That's okay. If you looked up Ryan Chamberlain, mm-hmm. he killed seven people. Right. The list mm-hmm. that Laura saw left on his desk mm-hmm. had nine people. That was it. Okay. I knew that there was more than there. Yes. And, and the list that Ryan was making was like a separate list of like to be killed. And he had Sonny and Carly on there. They came in for a session about Mike, who was declining with his Alzheimer's. Oh. And they didn't know if they should put him in a home or not. And so he didn't get to kill them. Then, because Lulu called and was like, how come everything reports seven, but my mom's telling me that there's nine that you wrote down mm. of the mm-hmm. victims? My goodness, I couldn't think there. So then Lulu was horrified when Kevin revealed that he was Ryan and attacked her. Lulu was stabbed, but she escaped and reached help before collapsing. Lulu was rushed into surgery, but she remained unconscious. Ryan suffered a headache that left him temporarily blind, but he managed to flee the crime scene without arousing suspicion. This is when we started all the twin stuff because then Alex was also blind. And yep. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, he shows up to tell her about the different names or whatever. And then he's like, you're not as good of a reporter as you think you are. And she's like, what? And she kind of is. If she has a list that is not. But she wasn't putting together that he was right. actually Ryan. And so he stabbed her. She was kind of stupid. He stabbed her and she fell. And he was standing off in the corner cleaning his knife like, I did it. Okay, I'm going to leave. And she stood up and he was like, oh, crap. Now I have to do it again. Okay. And that's whenever he got the horrible headache and passed out, which was really funny watching with my Ryan because he was like, what's happening to him? And I'm like, I can't tell you. I can't tell you what's going on. So then... Laura was overjoyed when Lulu woke up. Ryan's vision was restored, but a second attempt to kill Lulu failed when he was nearly caught trying to smother her. He just went in and put a pillow over her head, and then um, somebody walked in so he couldn't kill her. Lulu was unable to name her attacker. Ryan planted evidence that had Jordan and Chase looking at Franco as a possible suspect in the recent spree of murders. Mm -hmm. Ryan refused to get medical help for his twin when Kevin lost his vision following a headache. Kevin claimed that he and Laura had signed a prenup. So that's what I said. They were mm-hmm. a little bit ahead there before. But yeah, Ryan went to visit Kevin and Kevin's like, I can't see blah, blah, blah. And uh, Ryan's like, yeah, sucks to be you. Can't help you out there. I don't know. And then Jordan asked Ryan, pretending to be Kevin, <laughs> to help Lulu recover her memory of the attack through hypnosis. Ryan made certain that Lulu recalled that Franco had attacked her and then he planted evidence to frame Franco. Jordan arrested Franco. Ava and Ryan quarreled. Ryan became jealous when he saw Griffin comfort Ava, prompting him to lure Griffin to the hospital's rooftop. And if you don't know who Griffin is, just so good. I miss him. Mm -mm -mm. We have seen him. The evidence that he planted was he put the driver's license Uh of those people in the art room. And then following Franco's arrest, Cam was roughed up for defending his mother's honor. Poor Cam. Such a sweet kid. Laura decided to follow Ryan when he was talking to her about the prenup. And then Ryan also made arrangements to visit Kevin at Ferncliff. Laura was stunned when she followed who she thought was Kevin to Ferncliff and found her husband locked up in one of the rooms. Ryan managed to knock out Laura and then speared her and Kevin into the basement where he held them captive. He is strong. Mm-hmm. 
Ava accepted Kevin's marriage proposal, and Franco agreed to work with Jordan to lure the killer out of hiding by pleading guilty and taking credit for the murders. Jordan wanted Franco, warned Franco that no one, including Elizabeth, could know the truth, and Elizabeth refused to believe that Franco had committed the murders, but she couldn't understand why he would plead guilty. That was so sad. Mm-hmm. It was so sad because she's like, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. And then they're in the courtroom and they're like, how do you plead? And he's like, guilty. And she yeah. she took her rings off and threw them at him. It was so poor Elizabeth. For a minute, I did feel bad for her. And then Kevin persuaded Ava to elope with him at Niagara Falls. And Ryan became enraged. See, and here's the thing. They keep going back and forth between what they're saying. Yes. So, because it's, Ava thought it was Kevin, mm-hmm. persuaded him to go to Niagara Falls. Per, he persuaded her to go to Niagara Falls. <laughs> and then Ryan became enraged when he saw Franco in the television interview taking credit for the recent murders. And Ryan confronted Franco, prompting Franco to tell him about Jordan's plan. <sighs> I was so mad. So, yeah, this was brilliant because Franco sat there and was like, Kiki was just so beautiful. I had to kill her. It was like the artwork of getting it done, blah, blah, blah. And Lulu said, are you copycatting somewhat? Because he was doing the inner. That's the thing. She was doing the interview with Franco and everyone was on her about why are you going to do it when this guy just stabbed you? And she's like, no, I'm fine. I'm good. Right. I'm fine. I want to talk to him. Yep. So she goes and talks to him, but he was great because she mentions, you know, how similar this is to Ryan's. And he says, Ryan has nothing on me. Yep. I tried to kill my first victim when I was four by pushing my foster brother down the stairs, blah, 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 blah. And oh my gosh, the look on Ryan Kevin's face is so mad that he's taking the credit for it. It was brilliant. Yep. So I was really disappointed when he got there and Ryan's like, I know you didn't do it. I know you didn't do it. You couldn't do it. You've been reformed, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yeah, I'm working with Jordan. Yeah. Hmm. But then Ryan did reveal his true identity and stabbed Franco, but Franco managed to escape and leave Jordan a voicemail message warning her that Ryan Chamberlain was the killer. A gravely injured Franco made his way to Elizabeth's house. Then real Kevin and Laura had found a secret passage that allowed them to slip out of Ferncliff. Franco survived the stab wound and revealed that Ryan Chamberlain was alive. Kevin was taken to General Hospital where he underwent surgery to restore his eyesight because now Kevin had lost Mm -hmm. his vision also. Jason feared the worst when he realized that Ryan might be responsible for Carly's disappearance. Jason and Laura raced to Niagara Falls to stop Ryan. And Ava was horrified when she saw Carly bound and unconscious in the trunk of Kevin's car. Ryan had dumped Carly's unconscious body in a snowy ravine. And that was the same ravine that Sam has given birth. That, <laughs> right? That was the same one it that we keep saying. Look the same. All right. Yes. Ava feared that Ryan had suffered a mental breakdown, and Jason and Laura caught up with Ryan and Ava on the footbridge to Canada. So Carly is talking to Ryan about she Google searched, or actually had Spinelli search, and she knew that the patient that was tapping the SOS to her mm-hmm. was something Wilson. And when Franco did the interview, he was like, Oh, Ryan Chamberlain or Todd Wilson <gasps> or Tom Wilson, whatever he went through. We wouldn't that. have understood that in 2018, but we understand it now. That's right. 
And so she was like, how come you said this? But then Franco said that and blah, blah, blah. And so he clunked her over the head and pushed her in the trunk of his car. And Jason found her cell phone on the floor in the garage. And that's how he's like, oh, no, I think maybe that's how he knew that maybe uh, she was taken. And they're wrong when they say Kevin and Laura escaped because they did find the passage together. But only Laura went. Kevin stayed back because he was blind and didn't know what they were going to encounter. And he was stabbed. In the st- he wasn't stabbed yet. Kevin. Kevin wasn't stabbed. It said that he went and had surgery at General Hospital. He had surgery Kevin- for his eyes. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, don't stab so much stabbing. I can't know. Kevin wasn't stabbed. Kevin stayed at Ferncliff while Laura escaped. And then they sent the police slash ambulance to go get Kevin. And then he had surgery on his eyes. Okay. And then Ryan grabbed Ava as he plunged into the rushing river. Oh, I remember that. But Jason managed to grab Ava's hand and pull her to safety. That was a Friday cliffhanger. That was a good one. Mm -hmm. I think it was a Friday cliffhanger. It was a cliffhanger regardless. It was a good one. He also saved Carly, whose baby was safe. Yeah, pregnant with baby Donna. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Because I feel like that was a long time ago, but not that long ago also. Ava was horrified when she realized that the man that she had fallen in love with was her daughter's killer. I cannot even imagine. That was sad. She's standing on the footbridge with Laura, and she's like, I know when the switch happened. I think it happened this morning, blah, blah, blah. And Laura's like, no. And she's like... Maybe it happened like two weeks ago, blah, blah, blah. And Laura's like, no, Mm. the man that all of this has been happening with, because she, Ava wanted to get back to Port Charles to be with Kevin because she thought that her and Kevin had been in love. And Laura's like, no, no, no. My husband is still mine. And you were in love with a crazy person. Do you think this is when Ava changed? I feel like Kiki's death did change her, but I also feel like this whole, this whole thing is what. I mean, I don't feel like Ava's really, really changed, but she has. Like, and you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, she's, she's not as evil as she was before. No. Mm-mm. You don't want to ma- make her mad, Mm-mm. but she's not as... Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully you know what I'm talking about, too. <laughs> so then um, Ryan's body was not recovered, and Laura confessed that she was not ready for Kevin to return home because he hadn't shared with her that Ryan was even alive. Exactly. Fair enough but kevin was the one who actually pointed that out because she's like i should have known that it wasn't you because i kept looking in his eyes for you and it wasn't you there and blah 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 blah, and you would never keep things with from me the way that he was and blah and kevin was like actually i kept the fact that he's even alive so they had to kind of work through that so good job kevin taking responsibility for your actions who did they go to? Who did they go to to work through that? <laughs> I don't know. We need a second therapist. We have said this repeatedly. Well, what's his name? Was, was Neil around then? No. No, but when somebody, Andre, I was going to say when somebody asked Laura if she had seen Kevin because they were trying to make the connection for mm-hmm. why um, Anna had gone yep, behind. It was Kevin Andre blah, Maddox. Blah, blah. She was like, "Well, no, because I talked to Andre then." So, yep, very nice. Yep. Okay, and then Margot. I liked her. I liked her too. Charged Kevin with aiding and abetting Ryan. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. Ava vowed to be ready because she was certain that Ryan would return for her. Mm-hmm. And Jordan revealed that Ryan's right hand had been found. But Ava remained convinced that Ryan was alive because Ryan was left handed. He would not have sacrificed his non-dominant hand 
he would have sacrificed his non-dominant hand to throw off the police. I'm glad she was that smart. Yes. I bet an artist would probably pick up on stuff like that. Sure. I don't know. I'm not an artist. Ask your son. I don't know either. If he had to cut off a hand, which one would it be? <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that he would not choose the one that he draws with, but <laughs> I'm just thinking like maybe that's... Is the one that he draws with the one that he writes with? Yeah. Okay. And then Laura, Felicia, and Ava agreed that Ryan was not dead, and they hatched a plan to lure Ryan out of hiding. Nora Buchanan Yay! persuaded the judge to drop the charges against Kevin because Ryan was technically not a fugitive once the state had declared him dead in abstainia. Which is, I don't feel like that's <laughs> accurate. I mean, yes, technically. I mean, she's right. If you're dead, you can't be a fugitive. But if you're not actually dead. <laughs> if Laura or Nora Buchanan said it's true, it's true. Okay. And then tests conclude that Ryan's hand had been severed while Ryan had still been alive. Kevin had received a package. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Lulu returned to port. Return to poor Charles, where she proposed writing a story about Ryan from Ava's perspective. Kevin received a package from Canada, the Canadian authorities, that contained Ryan's left hand. Why would they Don't they send if that it's to international? You? Wouldn't they scan it? Like, why are they even sending that? Although I guess it could just be a prop. And then Ava, Laura, Kevin, Felicia, and Mac put a plan into motion to lure Ryan out of hiding. Curtis went to Canada to find out what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a random Uh, at this time curtis i think was still the private investigator lulu posted various photos of ava and kevin online designed to lure ryan out of hiding it made it look like they were in a relationship yes so it didn't really matter if it was him or not it was she thought she was actually in love with kevin no to what ryan was looking at ryan was looking at no ava truly loved kevin not ryan yes 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 Curtis spoke to a man named Timmy who revealed that Ryan's accomplice had been a woman. Curtis and Laura Laura joined forces and went to Canada to track down a lead on Ryan. Ryan captured Laura and Curtis. Ava and Kevin seized an opportunity to lure Ryan out of hiding. They keep using this phrase, lure Ryan out of hiding. I mean, he was just... I mean, that's all you can do. He's hiding. Yeah. (laughs) That's all there is to it. Kevin survived a brush with Ryan Laura and Curtis raced to poor Charles to warn everyone that Kevin, that Ryan was alive. Curtis appealed to Laura to find a way to bring Ryan in alive because Jordan needed Ryan's kidney. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Ava lured Ryan to a secluded cabin and quickly turned the tables on him as she confronted him with a loaded gun. Ryan shared heartbreaking details about Kiki's death and Ava succumbed to temptation. I'm sorry if you're going to tell me how you killed my daughter. I don't feel like that is accurately phrased. I feel like that was her being manipulative to him. Yeah. Right. She was following his lead of he thought that was romance. Right. She was like, okay, you're, you're just crazy. I don't feel like she was actually. She had to stab him because he sat there and talked about the daughter's death like i'm sorry i'm gonna lose it you know i am that's just mm-hmm. how it goes so and then ava decided to help accepted scott's help when she learned that ryan had survived the stabbing curtis decided to have a little chat with ryan about donating a kidney to jordan and ryan agreed to help curtis for price and franco was honored for his heroic deeds yay yes so franco was honored for pretending to be a psychopath when he wasn't this and time. ryan agreed to give up his uh, kidney. kidney if he wasn't charged with 
all mm. of those murders. And then Ryan suffered a seizure after an unknown doctor injected him with a mysterious substance. Stella persuaded Ryan to donate the kidney to Jordan. And after surgery, Ryan slipped into a coma. Oops. Ryan was furious when he woke up in Pentonville's infirmary and realized that his kidney had been removed. Because Kevin forged his stuff. Yes. Ryan vowed vengeance on all who had betrayed him. Jordan deduced how she had ended up with Ryan's kidney, but she was unable to prove her theory. So just take the gift and go with it, Jordan. (gasps) You know how they could, though? Depending on, is Kevin right-handed? Because there's a different slant. Isn't, like, there's a, there's like a slant. Right. The slant is different for right-handed and left-handed, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't well, know. Well, it's too late now. We're not going to. I don't. Yeah. Let's call up Kevin and ask him. And then Jordan and Curtis pay Ryan a visit. Ava went to Ryan for help when she received a message from Kiki. So that's whenever she went to the psychic yes. and the psychic was like, stay away from me. I hate you. Stay yeah. away from me. I hate you. And so then. Ava confronted Ryan with a stack of letters that he had sent her and she ordered him to stop contacting her. Ryan murdered his new cellmate, Brace. And Ava collapsed when she learned that Ryan might have murdered someone for her. Uh-huh. Nell conspired with Ryan for him to stab her so that she would be rushed to General Hospital. Mm-hmm. And then that was the end. Well, that, oh, COVID, yeah. Because COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was just the week of December 9th to the 13th of 2019. Was when Nell conspired. Was yeah. Nell conspired. And then we didn't hear anything from him until October of 2020. So Ryan threatened to share Nell's letter about Julian with Sonny unless Ava agreed to visit Ryan weekly and divorce Nicholas, which that was all just craziness. Second storyline, not getting into it. And then Ryan demanded to see Ava's signed divorce papers before he handed over Nell's letter to her because he was not believing her. Remember, she was like, mm-hmm. forged the first copy. Yeah. And he was like, that's not true. Blah, blah, blah. See, now I could believe more that Nell and Esme are sisters because they both have like the same hair. Because that makes for no. heredity. No, I mean, like, just like the way that their hair falls. I mean, and they both have like the blue eyes and like the cute little faces. Does Esme have blue eyes? Doesn't Esme have blue I eyes? I don't think Esme has blue eyes. Hold on. <laughs> All right, I'm going to keep going. And, you go and ahead. You Google. So then October of 2020, Ava shows Ryan yeah. paperwork. Those, those are blue. Uh, yeah, they're like they're gray. Creamy gray. They're not brown. <laughs> okay. Ava shows Ryan paperwork that she has divorced Nicholas in exchange for Nell's letter about Julian. But Ryan saw through the ruse. Ryan vowed that Ava would pay for her deception. Mm-mm. So then Julian cut a deal with Cyrus to silence Ryan. Sonny and Ava were shocked when they found Ryan barely clinging to life with a knife in his back. And then December 7th, 2020, Ryan woke up. But then the next week, he was deemed to be in a vegetative state. And the beginning of 2021, Kevin was told that Ryan had suffered locked-in syndrome, which had left Ryan fully aware, but unable to move or communicate except for his eyes. Unbeknownst to anyone, Ryan smiled. And then Ava and Nicholas agreed that Ryan had sent Ava the ominous Valentine's Day gift and note, prompting Ava to pay Ryan a visit and to issue a warning of her own. That was the nasty Mm -hmm. bug and all that Mm -hmm. stuff that she just assumed was coming from him. Yeah, but it was actually Spencer. Right. Yep. Nicholas learned that Ryan was locked up in the same facility with Alexis. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And then Alexis questioned Harmony, right? And this was August. Yes. Um, when Alexis was in Spring Ridge and Ryan was there because they moved him to Spring Ridge because apparently because he's locked in syndrome, he's not as dangerous. Right. Okay. And Alexis questioned Harmony, Ryan's caretaker, about her patient's treatment. Alexis learned that Ryan communicated by blinking his eyes and that Harmony had written letters dictated by Ryan using his eyes. Nicholas and Alexis discovered an envelope among Ryan's mail addressed to S. Cassidine. Laura was surprised to learn that Spencer resented Kevin for not turning Ryan over to the authorities as soon as Kevin learned that his twin was alive. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, a valid point. Yeah. He caused a lot of damage there. Mm-hmm. And then Spencer took Esme to visit Alexis and Esme slipped away to visit Ryan. Has it really already been since August? August of 21. That's yeah. a year ago. I know. Wow. 11 months. And then in March, 2022, Esme reunited with her father. Hello, daddy. Ryan Chamberlain. Ryan was revealed to have full faculties of speech and movement. Esme assured her father that she remained loyal to him and she promised to prove it. Mm. Ryan reminded Esme to focus on their mission to drive Nicholas and Ava apart. And then Ryan threatened Harmony if she refused to stop helping him. Ryan warned Esme that Spencer was onto her and that he demanded Esme to seduce Nicholas. In June, Mac and Felicia had an encounter with Ryan at the hospital. Esme paid her father a visit. Esme promised Ryan that she had a plan that would drive Nicholas and Ava apart for good. And Felicia confronted Ryan and she gave Esme a warning. And And I loved that. She was like, you don't know what he is capable of. Yep. And then Esme questioned Kevin about Ryan under the guise of a college project. But Kevin warned Esme that Ryan was a psychopath and to stay away from him. Kevin was furious when he learned that Esme had ignored his wishes for Ryan. So he had Esme fired from Springridge and barred her from gaining access to his brother. Esme set her sights on Rory to persuade him to help her gain access to Ryan. But Rory put Esme on notice. Nicholas agreed to use his connections to get Esme's internship reinstated. And that is where we end on, that was the week of July 1st, 2022. Yep, we didn't see anything since then. So. No. Ah, oh, right. As you're reading it, it's like all in your mind and it's so good. Well, and it makes so much more sense because of how well they recalled the previous. Yes. It, it, I feel like we didn't really get to fully appreciate our first full go round with Ryan, you know, like the one that we really, really remember. So good. Um, so that whole playlist of 2018, 19, obviously we'll get linked to the notes, but it was by red bill. So thank you red bill for all of those videos because they just went right in a line. One, two, three, four had all the extra crap cut out. It was a hundred percent what's going on with, ryan slash kevin and it was so good it's like with dante remember that took me forever to get through because the playlists were just perfect yes yeah it was like you didn't want to skip through any of them because although it may not be something that this breakdown exactly had to mention it connected you to the next one you're like yes i forgot about that blah 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 Mm -hmm. like i could have done most of this by saying so-and-so died and then so-and-so died right but watching it again oh my god so good. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So yeah, that's Ryan. And now everyone understands why I like Ryan so much better than Kevin, because in comparison, Kevin is boring. 
yes, but John Lindstrom is so good. Oh, he is. He is. Like, this is really, I don't know, watching back, like, the original and then through this, it's just, like, how he just turns it on and off like that. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. Man. So let us know what you have thought about this little recap of Ryan. I've I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> I know that you have also, but it's <laughs> I've definitely really enjoyed I I enjoyed all the stories that we've been doing lately. I feel like we've really deep dived into honestly, we've kind of just recapped Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah, that's it's, true. We, the Mexican adventure, mm-hmm. the Aztec princess, the ice princess, the Asian quarter. And Ryan. And Ryan. Yep. All about Felicia. Here and there. <sighs> it was so good. It was. But yeah, so join us on Monday as we recap this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet with the peer. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.